It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. cold outside and I mean like wow see when I was driving to work this morning it said minus 14 let me give you an idea I haven't even started yet some of the messages I'm getting this morning morning everybody Glenn Woods here triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number Jim is in Casper I suppose this is Don Day's idea of a joke he leaves and calls upon weather gods to do this to us yeah uh, and that, uh, yeah it He's gone. Personal reasons, I can get into why, but personal reasons, he's gone just when this hits. And I warned him, you know what this is going to look like. Sweet, dear, dear, sweet Miss Mary threatened to beat him up. Now, Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis, he sent me a picture, and I thought this is just perfect. Of course, he's retired. He can do this. He's in Thermopolis, Wyoming. His home thermometer says minus 28. His note to me said, going back to bed. Okay, good plan. Let's see, was minus 14 when I drove in this morning. Now, depending on where you are around my area, it can be anywhere from minus 18 to minus 20. Officially, at the airport, Natrona County Airport is minus 20. Douglas, minus 19. Again, your temperatures may vary. Saratoga, you're minus 4. Rollins, minus 8. Walmsutter, minus 15. Rock Springs, minus 15. See, what is Casper and Laramie doing? I think uh, Cheyenne's minus 10, Burns minus 6, Pine Bluffs minus 8, Laramie minus 4. Okay, so you get the idea. I'm trying to find out who would be the coldest. Let's see, uh, Shoshone is minus 22. So far, Grandpa Rich, you're stealing the show. Matichi minus 24. Yeah, okay. And we get up into Sheridan minus 20. Our friends over in Gillette minus 13, Moorcroft minus 8. You get the idea. Sundance minus 22. So there's where we are right now. Now, looking at the forecast over the next few days, which you just heard from Don Dan, he said it's kind of slow crawling out of this. But here's what we're looking at. Daytime highs today for most of Wyoming, single digits. Then we start crawling out of this. Um, Mid-20s-ish on Tuesday. Your conditions may vary. Wednesday, we get into the 30s, but there's a chance of snow across the region. I don't know how much, just that chance of snow. Thursday's upper 30s. Friday, we get into, and Saturday, we get into the upper 30s, low 40s. But if the temperature changes like that, here comes the wind. And the snow starts blowing all over again, and our highways get closed. Now, we have... A lot of highways closed in the state of Wyoming still now over the course of the weekend. You know that meme you see online now and then? We're sorry. Wyoming's closed. Wyoming was closed over the weekend. Most roads were shut down. When they did try to open something up, now this happened on Saturday. There's a lot of different sources I can look at. I'll go to Cowboy State Daily for this. Vehicle crash pile up between Elk Mountain and Laramie, Wyoming. They counted 47 at the time of this story was being written. Uh, trucks and cars involved in two separate crashes on I-80. And I was watching, there's some truckers' YouTube pages, and they were posting all sorts of things up there. 
And what they one of them was saying was he was in Cheyenne. And they had been in Cheyenne for a couple of days, stuck there. Finally, 80 opens. And every they can get out of Cheyenne. Because for a while, it wasn't just 80 that was closed. It was 25 as well. Okay, everybody's got to get out. All these trucks got to move. And they drove for about an hour, and that's when all these wrecks happened. And the tr- one of the truckers I was watching being interviewed said, some of these guys, most truckers are old enough and experienced enough to know how to do this. Take your time. Don't push it. Hey, don't, don't drive like an idiot. Take your time. Drive like grandma. But no, there's some guys heading downhill in semi-trucks at 80 miles an hour. In the lane that's not clear, because usually when it gets that snowy, there's one clear lane and the other lane isn't. All right, so they're in the lane that isn't, and they're passing everybody at 80 miles an hour going down a mountain hill. Well, you know what's going to happen there, and that's where the pileups happen. So... Story says Wyoming Highway Patrol announced Saturday that one person was killed and others injured. One accident happened westbound, mile marker 261, the other westbound mile marker 266. No other information about the fatalities at the time. Carbon County Public Safety Fire Dispatch taken to the scene. There's photos. We have photos on the Wake Up Wyoming site and videos as well. You can go ahead and watch a several videos that I've pulled up for you guys from people who were on the scene at the time. And for those people to pick one area, because I know this isn't just one area, but pick one area. Hey, Laramie, I just like all those semi-trucks. One guy that I have on the Wake Up Wyoming website, I took his video off of Facebook and put it up there for you guys. He's just driving through Laramie showing all of the trucks parked everywhere. And he made the comment, if Laramie were to run out of supplies because they've been cut off for a while, because the interstate and other roads were closed. So where does Laramie get its supplies from? Well, every trucker trying to get down 80 stuck in Laramie could have supplied Laramie for weeks. I mean, just weeks with all the supplies they had there. Many of these truckers, can't, well, they can't go to hotels, things like that. They're stuck in their rigs. Now, for a lot of these guys, their rigs, as you know, are like apartments. So, yeah, they had stuff in there. You got to wonder about them running out of fuel at some point to keep warm. So there they are stuck in Laramie and beyond. Trucks lined up and down the highway, not going anywhere. They have all the food, water, and hopefully fuel they need because it's going to be several days with temperatures getting down into the negative numbers overnight. Now... With them being stuck there that long, you got to wonder, how do these truckers think ahead for something like this? Hopefully they do. But there were truckers getting out at points and just talking with each other. And I got videos on that, too, just trying to make the most of it. But they're just not going anywhere, so they're stuck for a while. Today at about noon-ish, and I'll keep an eye on it, YDOT says they hope to have the interstate going opened up and ready to go by sometime Monday, today, maybe sometime afternoon. So we're waiting to see. The problem is, now, the next couple of days with the really cold weather, that usually means not much for wind, and that gives them a chance to clear that up. But once all that gets clear, then we hit what I told you later on this week as the temperatures warm up. For warm temperatures to come into the state, it blows in. 
That's always the transition. As that air blows in, the snow starts to move around. Here come your snow drifts again. Here come the problems again. So let's go back to, once again, that old story about why I-80 should have never been located where it was. And I wonder when people say, well, let's go ahead and loop it around. They want to go from Laramie up to Medicine Bow, down through Hannah and around like that. I look at that road and I think it's not much better. It oftentimes is in the same lousy shape. So perhaps not even making I-80 through that entire area would be the best thing to do. But All right, so they had it open on Saturday for about an hour. The whole thing got shut down for the entire weekend. There's a lot of stranded truckers out there. Grandpa Rich is telling me he almost got stuck Saturday morning coming out of breakfast. Yeah, well, Grandpa, there's a group of people that I have breakfast with every single Saturday, and we just decided no. <laughs> just We all looked outside and went, nah, another day maybe, 6.15, wake up Wyoming. Sometimes the best way to send woods on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Six eighteen's the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Triple eight ninety seven Woods phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. I just went through temperatures around the area. A lot of you are in the minus teens or below that. Some of them are in the minus single digits. So welcome to Wyoming. And for most everybody, uh, low single digits to mid single digits are your highs for today. Anyway, all right, we'll get more on that. There is an extended forecast from day weather coming up at six forty five. And then they join me at 745 so they can explain themselves. Okay? Yeah. Well, I'm not just going to ask for a forecast. I'm going to ask them to explain themselves. Some of the other places, Colts, besides Interstate 80 and that whole couple of traffic pileups and one death, several injuries, and truckers just, again, all along that area stuck and staying the night. Laramie's about full of truckers right now. Hoganon, based in Scaria, shut down... Roads getting there were just too dangerous to travel. Story from Oil City News. Hoganon Basin in Scaria announced it will be closed shortly after announcing it would remain open. Announcement was made via Facebook where the post, they posted that closures were necessary because of road conditions. Good luck getting up there. Night skiing was also canceled. Also in Casper, snowy weather might prove to be inconvenient. Same Well... Uh, skiers at the Hoganon Basin area, they remained open for that time. So if you, for those people who wanted to enjoy the weather, oh, there was a guy. So I'm out across the street from a golf course. And as the snow piled up where I live, it wasn't the big fat flakes or anything like that. Just this light misty snow that didn't stop, just kept going. And so the main road out in front of my house, which goes down a hill, just kept piling up with snow. At some point, I see a blur go by the window. The hell was that? And I came back a moment later because I heard this engine roaring again. There was a guy on a snowmobile just having a blast going up and down that road as fast as he could. And why not? It's not like there was any police officers out there. You know, it's not. No one was plowing the road. Nobody was driving the road. So he was out. It's a main 
Well, it's not a big road, but it is still a main thoroughfare through the area. And this guy just decided, well, what the heck? So he's going downhill as fast as he can, back up the hill on the snowmobile. He went back and forth for about an hour. In the meantime, I just stayed inside, hunkered down. So, okay, we'll keep you up to date on all the weather forecasting as we spend the next couple of days digging out. Watch out for later this week and all of that wind that's going to blow all of that snow around. Cold temperatures for a couple of days. So let's switch gears here. Headline, Cowboy State Daily. Old beat-up trailer just sold for $675,000, and legislators wrestle with soaring property taxes. The story says soaring property tax values led to a widespread problem across Wyoming last year, extremely high tax bills. That has lawmakers considering a resolution to relieve people in 2023 in this legislative session. Among the solutions being shopped around Wyoming legislator is a constitutional amendment that would put residential property on its own category, giving lawmakers a more flexible setting for property tax rates. There's actually two considerations for amendments, House Joint Resolution 2 and Senate Joint Resolution 12. So members of the Senate Revenue Committee took up the latter last week, but the measure failed. House Joint Resolution 2, meanwhile, has the backing of Wyoming Realtors Association, which sees it as part of a larger solution for the state's affordable housing puzzle. See, Lori... Oh, you got to be kidding me. The last name is spelled U-R-B-I-G-K-I-T. Urbicket. Okay, we'll go with that. Spokeswoman for the group told Cowboy State Daily that she believes the solution is affordable housing as possible as a would uh, take a collaborative effort. She says at every level, there's something that can be done to workforce housing. So state data shows property tax assessments have been rising around 3 to 4% annual. Last year, it took an average 16% leap across the state. The rate was much higher, however, in some counties. Teton County, of course, they saw an increase, ready for this, 36%. Quote, after those tax notices went out, you'd almost want government security with you, she said. It was a difficult time. And so we looked over several possibilities. Commercial, agricultural, residential properties are now lumped into a single tax category. What if they separate them out? Breaking out residential would, you know, I I look at this and I think maybe you just want to reconsider how you do taxes altogether rather than, we've talked about this, rather than the tax rate being linked to what the property is currently assessed at being. But what did you purchase it at? That was one suggestion tossed out. Or just make it a flat tax rate. So just to pick an idea, you own a lot or you own an acre, there's a fixed price for that, period, done. Doesn't matter what's on it. There's several ways to settle this. Bob Eitman, Republican, Ranchester, serving as chairman of the committee, said he likes the flexibility some of these Uh, measures offer. So, quote, that just makes sense. It gives uh, better legislation, too. We just talked about Senate File 136 to give relief. Or if we have to raise it, there are times that uh, are lean and we don't, and we can adjust things very easily. Senate File 136, also worth uh, reading as well. Senator Rob Eyde, Republican Casper, 
also liked some of the aspects of the bill, but wasn't sure about treating residential property differently. So they have all these different... Homeowners are more vulnerable here. Residential homeowners in general have less discretionary income to deal with, the story says. And this is a quote here. I got a call. Let's see, what is this? A doc Satter is Representative Doc Satter. said, I got a call at the close of a session last year from my commissioners, and they were in a panic. They said, an old beat-up double-wide trailer on a little bitty lot in the northern part of the valley just sold for $675,000. And they said, you know what's going to happen when they take a look at the property taxes around it. I got notes and letters from people saying this is 30%, and one said this is 50% higher. Uh, opposition to the bill, and, and they talk about, you know, again, the ideas that they have. It's quite a good, long, in-depth article by Cowboy State Daily that I would say take a look at. I still like the idea, personally, because there's a lot of ways to settle this, of coming up with just some flat base tax idea. You own how many square feet of property? You owe us this. And that's it. And I don't care what's on the property. The idea that, and we talked, again, we talked about this. It's assessed much higher. You know, people are selling their homes for a lot higher. Therefore, the value goes way up. Or if you do some improvement to your home and now it's worth a lot more, therefore you're going to get taxed a hell of a lot more on that, which disincentivizes people wanting to do improvements on their home or their businesses because they know if they do improvements, now the place is worth more, therefore they're going to be taxed more. So why do the improvement? You see the problem, the whole system, I had somebody at a tax assessor's office one time here in Wyoming, tried to explain the system to me and how it works, how the algorithm works to come up with what your property taxes would be. And it's convoluted and getting more complicated all the time. And that's why oftentimes assessors will go out and take a look at a piece of property and they're writing down whatever they can. They're trying to figure out what this is going to be worth. And the homeowners, of course, the homeowners want to pay as least as, as little as possible. But a lot of times, homeowners and business owners look at what the assessor did and, wait a minute, how did you come up with that number? And when it's explained to them, again, it's hard to understand. Here's my – this is why I wrote stuff like this in my book, The Uncomplicated Life. If you take a look at something, let's say it's a contract or it's a law, right? and you're trying to read it, and you can't understand it, don't go around thinking that you're stupid. You're probably not stupid. It's probably written in such a way that not even the people who wrote it completely understand how it's supposed to work. The idea is to make it as simple as possible so we run into as few problems as possible, especially with tax rates soaring like they have in Wyoming in many cases for not a good reason. Houses up the road are selling for a lot more because there's a bit of a bubble going on. So houses down the road end up with higher property taxes because of it, or even houses next door. If my next door neighbor sells his house for some idiotic, overly priced, outrageous sum, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden I should pay more in property taxes. And again, the system for deciding how much you're going to pay, convoluted. 
not understandable, which means we have a broken system. So let's go find something. If we're going to do a property taxing in Wyoming, let's go find something that's just a lot easier to calculate and understand. And anybody can look at it and go, oh, I get it. And suddenly it doesn't kick some old lady out of her house because her house is paid for. She's on a fixed income, but she can't afford the property taxes anymore. And so how did we end up being the coldest in the state? Negative 30 earlier. Hmm. Well, it just depends on how the cold weather moves in and where it settles, according to Dominic. Coming up on 630 local news update on your weather forecast. It's Wake Up Wyoming. K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Six thirty-six. the time. Let's wake up my own. I got a note from my sister who's in Florida. She'll complain when it gets into the 60s, but okay, I made it to work. Yes, I made it to work, sister dear. So what I did was, you know, you heard there's that law in Wyoming, which nobody enforces. Don't warm up your car. Don't leave it idling like that. Oh, no, my car is sitting there idling. No, I start that sucker, and then I go shower and dress. And by the time I'm ready, with you know, it doesn't take me long to do that. By the time I'm ready to go to work, yes, I even make my bed. I know some of you don't. I do. And then I walk out. My car is nice and toasty. Walking to my vehicle sucks, but it's all nice and toasty out there. Note from our man in Cheyenne, Laramie County School District 1 is closed, as is LCCC. Laramie County School District 1 is closed, as is LCCC. District 2 on a two-hour delay. I don't know why District 2 can man up more than Laramie County School District and LCCC. I suppose that they will be saying, well, you know, we can do it. Why can't you? You know what that's going to say. They're going to talk smack. That's just the way it's going to work. During the course of the weekend, as temperatures were that cold as they are this morning. And look, at there's a uh, app slash website I like to use called Windy. And it shows just it doesn't just show you what the weeds wind speeds are. It shows you how the wind is moving. Also what the temperatures are doing in rainfall and so on. But it shows weather. It doesn't just tell you what the temperatures or wind speed or rainfall or snowfall. It illustrates it visually. That's why I like going to that site. Not much air moving around Wyoming. There's a couple of places that have a tiny little bit of a breeze. But most of Wyoming, the air is still. So you know what that means. With temperatures as cold as they are this morning, and where you are depends, most people are in the negative double digits. Some people in the negative single digits. That's like Miami Beach in Wyoming right now. And with the temperatures like that and the wind not happening still, the air is just still in most places, that means those wind turbines are not turning. So any solar panels are not sucking up any sunlight right now because there isn't any. During the course of the weekend, we did get a little bit of light, but most of the times it was overcast throughout the entire state. So with really no wind most of the weekend and no 
sunlight, really, to speak, of most of the weekend, just kind of dim out there. So where did all of that power come from to keep you nice and toasty warm inside your dwelling, your abode? Well, it didn't come from wind and solar. I got to remind everybody that I know you guys know, but I got to remind other people that don't want to hear this from time to time that the temperatures were nice and toasty inside your abode. I hope they were because of natural gas, because of coal. That's what kept us warm during the course of the weekend. In my place, I didn't have a care in the world. I was just fine. My place was toasty inside there. So I didn't at all. When I heard that the temperatures had dropped into the negatives, oh, really? In fact, I just recently told Miss Mary this here at the studios. When I came in, I was all bundled up, but I walked over to the back door, just curious. I mean, we're like minus 20 here right now. And I just wanted to open up the back door and stick my face out to see what does this feel like? And again, no coats, nothing wrapped around my face, nothing like that, just dressed with uh, pants and a shirt on, that's it. And I opened up the door and immediately slammed it shut. That's how cold it feels outside right now. Now, the inside of our building here is nice and toasty warm, like, again, where you are right now. And the reason why, once again, is not because of wind and solar. That stuff hasn't been producing energy for quite a while. In fact, for most of the winter, the wind and solar farms that are out there have not been doing much. And that's because when temperatures get this cold and when things get just laden with snow and ice, just piled on with snow and ice. They're not producing the, the solar panels, obviously, because the sun can't get to them. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I just need people to think about it. And the wind turbines, not just because there's not a lot of wind, but they'll get covered in snow and ice. And then now they're covered in snow and ice. They're not turning. Now, I've also mentioned before, a lot of times when temperatures get as cold as they are right now, or even just below freezing, and they're not producing, the wind turbines are not producing any wind. The mechanisms inside those turbines can be kind of delicate, as well as the liquids that they have inside there can get, well, they can start to freeze and crack things. It can do damage to the inside. So not only are those wind turbines not producing energy, but they're using energy. They have heaters inside there to make sure that those machines don't drop too cold so they don't suffer any kind of damage. So those wind farms that you see not moving and the temperatures are this cold right now, they're not creating energy. They're drawing energy off of the grid. This is a much better way to go, right? Sure it is. 642, Wake Up Wyoming. This weather up- Talk to Glenn, call 888-97-WOODS or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six forty-eight's the time off to the. Well, I shouldn't say icebox. It's like a sauna compared to outside, huh, Frank? Yeah, you know what? It actually, for once, it's nice in here. What, yeah, what happened? Right. I know. It's actually what, warm. Yeah, I actually, I told Miss Mary I opened up the back door just for a moment just to see what it was <laughs> don't, like out don't there. Do that. that lasted about a half a second. <laughs> I just slammed it immediately. All right, let's. I I'm, I know you got in your report who's going to the Super Bowl. What Wyoming players are going to the Super One Bowl? One Wyoming okay, player. Good. Okay. Or, or Marcus Epps from Philadelphia. Okay. He he is in the game. I mean, so uh, he walked on. At uh, the University of Wyoming, guy, walking on means uh, 
you just showed up and they gave you some equipment and you played without any scholarship money. Okay. And you had to earn your scholarship. So he went from that to the Super Bowl. Okay. How about that? Yeah. I Great. You see, there's what having dreams and goals does for you. Okay. Yeah. So it's good to see. Now we know who to root for. Well, I would say, yeah, if, you, if you're looking just for the A Wyoming connection in yeah. the Super Bowl, you might as well follow, you know, follow Philadelphia, I guess. <laughs> Doesn't sound like you're a Philadelphia. No, I'm not fan. really. You no, know, okay. I mean, you know, Kansas City... I guess you can root for them too. I guess you know? so. It doesn't sound to me like you're excited about either in the Super Bowl. Not really. Okay. You know, I mean, but by the time February 12th comes around, right? Everyone will have their parties, and you know, go they, ahead and do the just, Super Bowl you know, thing. Throw some cash around. They won. Yay. Yay! That was about it. Okay. Yeah. Who did you want in the Super Bowl? I wanted Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. It'd been a nice little another story. Nice story again with. Logan Wilson from Cash were playing in the in the Super Bowl again, right. but uh, that yeah. just didn't that just didn't happen. You know what? At least the the Bengals were right in the game until the very end, as opposed to the the butt kicking the Buffalo Bills absorbed from Cincinnati yeah. the week prior. It is what it is. But it was an exciting game. It really was. I mean. Uh, it is what it is. Josh Allen will be watching the Super Bowl the whole time, grumbling. As nice of a guy as he probably is, I wouldn't want to be around him on that day. No, I wouldn't want to be around most of the Cincinnati Bengals today either. Yeah, okay. So, all right, in the National Football League playoffs, it'll be Philadelphia and Kansas City playing in the Super Bowl. In the AFC Championship game last night, Kansas City beat Cincinnati 23-20 to on a field goal with three seconds to go. That was set up by a late hit penalty by Beng- by the Bengals' uh, def- lineman, defensive guy, Joseph Osai, on a, a flag that put the Chiefs in field goal range. And that was that. Cincinnati, former Wyoming Cowboy and Casper native Logan Wilson was in on six tackles, five of them solo. Quarterback Joe Burrow was sacked five times and threw two interceptions. Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes, 29 of 43 for 326 yards and two touchdown passes, playing on a bad ankle. In the NFC Championship game, Philadelphia crushed San Francisco 31-7. Jalen Hurts, the Philadelphia quarterback, threw for 121 yards and ran for 39. 49ers were running out of quarterbacks. Their top two guys were hurt during the regular season. Their number three guy, Brock Purdy, was hurt at the begin in the beginning of the game yesterday. His replacement, Josh Johnson, was hurt later in the game, and then Purdy had to get back in there. Former UW guy Marcus Epps had three tackles for the Eagles. Former UW guy Tashawn Gibson had two tackles for the 49ers. So Kansas City's in the Super Bowl for the third time in the last four seasons. The Eagles last played in the Super Bowl in 2018. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls approved the 14 and 7 overall, 7 and 3 in Mountain West Conference play after a 69 62 road win over Boise State on Saturday. Malene Peterson led the way with 17 points for UW. Allison Ferdig at 13. Wyoming shot just nine free throws in the game. Boise shot 22. Cowgirls outscored Boise 19-9 in the fourth quarter. They'll host San Jose State on Thursday. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team resume play tomorrow night. Will resume play tomorrow night in Laramie hosting Fresno State. Pokes in the midst of a brutal season with an overall record of 6-14 and and just one win in eight Mountain West Conference games. One of those losses was to Fresno State back in December. That's an 8 p.m. start tomorrow from Laramie. In high school wrestling, the big Ronthon tournament wrapped up on Saturday in Riverton. Sheridan had four champions to win the team title. Kelly Walsh's Dylan Sorensen was the champion at 106 pounds as the Trojans placed 13th. The Trojans Noah Sides captured the 195-pound title, and the Mustangs took seven. Cheyenne East had two guys play second. Liam Fox at 145 and Trevor Eldridge at 195, so they were sixth. And Central had one guy take second. That was Keegan Bartlett at 220, and the Indians played
placed 11th at Ron Thon. And that's it in sports. So I didn't go anywhere this weekend, right? Just stayed inside, just huddled down, right? And then I get to work today and I find out there was that mess on I 80. Oh, well. And. <laughs> Yeah, there's a whole bunch of truck. Laramie is jam packed with truckers right oh, now. Oh, I'm Nobody sure it is. Where. I went to Glenrock on Friday, yeah. and it was uh, icy and dicey. Okay. And then Saturday there was like you couldn't go anywhere. No. When, when the wide out thing says o- orange, yes, <laughs> don't go there. Just don't go there. Yeah, I just feel really bad for all the people who had to work despite it all. And I did see snow plows going by, stuff like that. So thanks to those guys for keeping things open. But those truckers, they're stuck there until probably sometime this afternoon. All weekend, they're stuck in their trucks. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some... Yeah, if you want to know what that's all about, we have the story, several of them up on the Wake Up Wyoming site. So, okay. Coming up on some local business, we update everyone rolling news on national local update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it in the 7 o'clock hour. Wake Up Wyoming. It's time to get... Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Temperatures where I'm at got down to like minus 20 overnight. Uh, minus 25 for Grandpa Bridge and Thermopolis. Some of you are in the minus 20s. There's a couple of areas that made minus 30 something. I'll get uh, official numbers from Don Day at 745 and other areas around Wyoming either in the negative teens or negative single digits. That will improve, as you just heard with your weather forecast as we get throughout the week. Oh, what happened on I-80 over the weekend? And most highways around Wyoming were closed throughout the weekend. Warning. We're sorry, but due to winter conditions, Wyoming is closed. If you are interested in winter recreation or just passing through, we just can't help you right now. Honestly, we're okay with it. Y'all are crazy out there, and we needed a break. It's Okay, Laramie County School District 1 is closed, as is LCCC. School District 2 in Laramie County has a two-hour delay. Sorry, guys. Hopefully, they'll change their mind about that. And I just got a call, not confirmed, but or a note was sent to me here off the Wake Up Wyoming app. Schools in Casper closed. So, hey, Casper, uh, that that's what a note somebody sent me. Schools in Casper closed, but I don't know anything other than what somebody sent me over the app. So, if I can get confirmation of that, good. I can keep people up to date. And a lot of this just has to do with it's just cold out there, like I said. And if you hadn't heard the story, there's plenty on it on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning, including some videos and pictures and so on. But it was I-80 over the course of the weekend. They opened on Saturday the interstate for about an hour. And then there's some hot-dogging young truckers who decide that the speed limit is still 80. They haven't learned to slow it down in those conditions. And, of course, that causes a couple of wrecks. One person died, several injured. And for those people in Laramie right now this morning, the town, not the county, a lot of trucks in Laramie right now, huh? Yeah, and a lot of these guys have been trying to keep warm in their trucks all weekend long. Thank God that they're... Well, most of them prepared for something like this, but wow, these guys 
have been stuck there all weekend long. Maybe I-80 will open for them sometime later this afternoon. That's what YDOT is going for. But if you guys were stuck in your house grumbling about being stuck in your house all weekend, these guys were stuck in their truck all weekend on Interstate 80. So that mess is being cleaned up right now. Headline for you, it's not just gas stoves Democrats are coming for. Here are some other home appliances that they would like to put on the chopping blocks. Now, I reminded people earlier this morning in the first hour of the program, remember, because there's not really a lot of wind out there, not much at all, almost none throughout almost none throughout Wyoming. So that's not happening. And there goes so there goes your wind power plus too cold. And a lot of those wind turbines are actually using electricity to keep their mechanisms warm inside so because they, they run the risk of suffering damage in this kind of cold weather. So what good are the wind turbines? Solar panels all covered over snow and ice. They're not doing any good. You are warm right now because of coal and natural gas. Reliable energy, and they need. if we start using more of it like we would on a morning like this, they just crank it up. Need more? Here's more. Earlier this month, the story says Biden, and this is from the, uh, the Western Journal. Earlier this month, Biden's Consumer Product Safety Commission announced it had opposed gas stoves and was looking for ways to eliminate them, prompting an outcry over the ban. But climate scolds just aren't just looking for your gas stove. They have a long list of appliances they would like to cancel. About 35% of U.S. households use gas stoves. And, of course, there was that whole, you even heard uh, googly eyes Ocasio-Cortez, who uses a gas stove in her apartment, trying to tell everybody this stuff is dangerous. And when people point out, you cook on a gas stove, well, it comes with my apartment, period. So buy an electric burner to put on top and don't use a gas stove if that's what you really believe. She's fun to pick on. So, okay, the Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health claimed that gas stoves have a hidden hazard. Any options on the table producers can make safe for these things? Well, after an expected ruckus was kicked up, the story says, then comes outrage. The commission has... Not proposed regulatory action at this time. Commission staff also continues to work for voluntary standards from gas stove producers. All you really need is a good ventilation system if you're using one of those, and kitchens have those. The nanny state moves further to complicate by the fact that they study the use of, well, warning gas stoves promote asthma in kids and so on. In addition... They've been trying to get rid of gas stoves uh, banned outright since October, they say. But, um, you know, what would you use instead? Electricity, right? Okay, let's get into what else. They, oh, here's a picture of Ocasio-Cortez in her kitchen, and there's a gas stove right next to her. Gas stoves aren't the only thing climate scolds and radicals want to take from us. The story says there's a growing list. Democrats and extreme cult of climate change allies want to take items from nearly every room of our home. Bad news for almost every house appliance. Climate activists in the Biden administration want homeowners to stop using natural gas to electrify things. Anything that you use gas for water heaters, for example. In other words, when it comes to anything that runs off of some kind of natural gas, they want you to stop using it. Some of you have natural gas water heaters. I do. 
some of you, your homes are heated by natural gas. And again, same with me. I have a all-electric home except for my heating units, which run by natural gas. They would like to shut those down. Story says it makes sense to give consumers a choice in this. This is where I'm for free market ideas. But you're dealing with the cult of climate change. So, no. The cult of climate change, anything. Clothes dryers, dishwashers, ceiling fans, microwave ovens, shower heads, all in order to, in order to push the ultimate net zero climate goal. So let's go to that again. Your water heater. Notice I didn't say hot water heater. Gus, why would you heat hot water? It's a water heater. So water heater, your furnace to keep your house warm, clothes dryers, dishwashers, ceiling fans, microwave ovens, certain shower heads. They would, shower heads, of course, things like that don't have anything to do with natural gas. It's just they want you to have a low-flow toilet, low-flow shower head. In 2022 alone, Biden administration pushed about 110 new regulations for strange products that, well, the cult of climate change doesn't like. I think there are, quote, there, I think there are some real problems from consumer standpoint when you start to reduce choices. Obviously, it is. The only thing consumer, well, the consumers want things that are inexpensive and work. Okay. And everything that I just main, I named here, really, it's not harmful in any way except in the mind of someone who is a member of the cult of climate change. So these are all the things that they want to ban that you have had up to now a choice as to whether you want them in your home or not. And remember, it's the government that's pushing on you the idea, well, you have to have wind and solar because they actually think that's better for the environment when it's not. But again, let's remember, as cold as things are this morning, that's not what's keeping you warm right now. My house is nice and toasty. The studio I'm in is nice and toasty warm. And that's all because... Of up the road from here is a coal-fired power plant. Okay, quick reminder, Laramie County School District 1 is closed, as well as LCCC, that's in Laramie County. Laramie County District 2, two-hour delay. And I got a note from somebody saying that schools are closed in Casper, so I'd like confirmation on that, but apparently that's what somebody's saying is happening in Casper. And a lot of that is just because of all of the global warming happening outside. Minus 19 degrees where I am right now. Wake up, Wyoming. Talk. This is Wake Up, Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. Seven twenty-one's the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Yeah, I put everything on hold for just a minute. This... He's getting a lot of reaction. I'm going to read this off. I posted just asking people, where are you from? What's the temperature where you are? Okay, now this matters a lot. The difference can be if you're in a low-lying area, the cold is going to settle down into that area. So you're going to be colder. So if you hear me say a temperature and you're thinking, I'm there, why is my thermometer showing different? Well, it just depends how high, how low, where are you, you know. In some cases, higher elevations are actually warmer because the cold is settling in the lowest possible areas. So right up the road from you can be warmer or colder. As an example, where I'm at right now, physically right now, is minus 20. Steve Garrett is in the same area, but he has minus 28. So 
Then there's she ginger morning ginger. She's over there in Douglas minus twenty five. Kimberly, let's see where Kimberly's from. Uh, no, no, it doesn't say. Didn't get well. Oh, you're on Casper Mountain. Kimberly in Casper Mountain minus eighteen. And let's see. There's some other people who just took screenshots of their phones here. Uh, minus four, Fort Morgan, down there in Colorado. Okay, and here's another one. Minus thirteen in Gillette from Lee. Nick is okay. Some of these people I can't see where they're from. I have to go and actually look up their profile on this. I'm getting off this. Nick is also in Gillette. Nick is uh, where are you at? Minus teens here. Pardon me, folks. Oh, minus 19. Okay. Jessica, minus 8 in Laramie. And Richard, <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at minus 0. Yeah, well, you're the warm spot. Morning, Dale. Uh, Dale is at, and I got to see once again where some of these people are from. Send your location. He's from Cheyenne. Okay. Oh, and he's single, ladies. He's single, just so you know. <laughs> Well, these are just some of the ones from all around the state, so I have to look up their location. Okay, so Dale is minus 21 in Cheyenne. Patrick, uh, same area, he's minus 29. Boy, it just on and on we go with all of these different... Here's Tracy, zero in Cody. That's a warm spot. Buffalo, Wyoming, minus 20. Amy, you're in Cheyenne too, right? Let me see. I uh, forget where Amy is from. These are, again, people from all over the state listening. She's in Cheyenne. It, what a difference here in Cheyenne. She says minus eight. But once again, it's a matter of, you know, you can be just up the road and have a completely different temperature just because someone's down in a bowl or you're up higher from them, vice versa, whatever the heck is. Glenrock, minus 27. Morning, Mike. Let's see. Richard... Oh, he's in Rockport, Texas, 57 degrees. Sure, brag about it. Okay. And Len Carter. Len, I didn't catch where you were from. Let's see what it says on his about page. Okay, I don't know where you're from, Len. So if you send me a temperature, and there's a couple places to do it. On Facebook, Wake Up Wyoming page is one of them. But then there's also my own personal page. Uh, Cindy Gray, 36 degrees in Huntsville, Alabama. Again, brag about it. Sure. Go ahead. 36 degrees. Heat wave. Way to go. Okay. Oh, now, I, Mitzi, um, you and I can go ahead and get married because you wouldn't have to change your name. Her name is Mitzi Woods. I assume there's no uh, relation there. She's in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And, oh, darn, see, she's married. There's someone who I could have married and she wouldn't have had to change her name. Well, okay. That's another one in Cheyenne where I have to say, what's the difference? She's minus eight as well. But there's some people in the in the teens when they're in Cheyenne. And let's see. There's James in short, minus 18. There's, is that Cody? Yeah, Cody, Cody Wyoming, minus 18. I wonder also, where is your thermometer sometimes? Yeah, here's a, Debbie is uh, in Hall, Montana. She's minus 23. 30 degrees in Ashland, Ohio. Blah, 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 brag. Lisa Sherman, she's in the Casper area, minus 18. But we didn't enjoy wind chill that you guys are having there. Boy, and it just keeps going. It goes on and on and on. I have a long list of people here who are sending me all sorts of temperatures, and I appreciate it. And I am reading them all. Uh, JW's in Guernsey, minus 14. 
You get the idea. My sister wanted to know how the animals alive out there. The animals can take it. It's the human beings that die. Although I did notice when I stepped outside. Well, I can't even say I stepped outside earlier this morning, and I'm just dressed normally. I got jeans, a T-shirt, a nice shirt over top of that. That's it. Typical how I dress. And I walked over to the back door of the studios here, and I just wanted to open it up to see what was going on out there temperature-wise. And literally, that lasted about a half a second. I opened the door and slammed it shut immediately. Now, not long ago, we had where I'm living here, minus 41. The last big cold snap, minus 41. And Miss Mary and I were talking about what that feels like. And there gets to be a certain point where it just doesn't make a difference anymore. It's just so damn cold. What's the difference? Other than you will freeze to death faster. Wyothinkers also in Casper, negative 11 in Hilltop Bank. Leeds, South Dakota. Morning, Mike. He's minus 18. Chet is in Yoder, minus 8. Okay. And then there's JW and Guernsey, minus 14. So you can see, again, all the temperatures around the now. You get a wind chill. Some of you have this nice little bit of a breeze. It's not really windy. It's just a little bit of a breeze blowing through. Doesn't that make a big difference? Here's what we've all noticed. You can step outside. I've done this. Stepped outside one time. It was just negative temperatures for several days and cloudy and windy. And then finally, the skies cleared. The wind stopped. It was negative two. And I'm outside in a T-shirt soaking up the sun rays and if somebody had asked me what are you doing out here in negative two but in direct sunlight with no wind it actually felt good compared to what we had been going through funny how that works that wind chill will strip your body of its warmth in a split second i don't mind so much the cold i'll deal with the cold i'm sure you will too but add just that little bit of wind in there, just a little bit of a breeze, and all of a sudden, it gets to be just damn miserable out there. Okay, so with all of the – oh, let, let me remind everybody, Laramie County School District 1 is closed, as is LCCC. Laramie County District 2, an hour delay schedule. Schools closed in Casper, I'm being told. I'll keep reminding you of that. If anyone else out there in school districts around Wyoming have any kind of information, let me know. And I'll go ahead and pass that on to everybody out there as well. Although with today's automation, you usually just get a call or a text message, right? Yeah, these days, I think most people just get a text message as to whether those schools are closed. And in most cases, it's really just because of the temperature out there. Not even so much. I know some areas are, are snowed in and you're dealing with it. But in many cases, it's just the cold that they're just saying, you know, just never mind. So, all right. Don Day, you'll have a weather forecast in just a moment after your local news. But at 745, it's going to be on. And it's not a matter of what he says is going to happen weather-wise over the next couple of days. Man's got some explaining to do. Because some of you are not happy with him. It's his weather machine, right? All right, coming up on 730, local news, weather forecast. You and me again for another segment. Then uh, your legislative report with our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall. And then 745, Don Day is on with us. We'll talk about this whole weather system and how it moves out, which it will over the course of the week. It's slow, but it's it'll be moving out. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
on K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. Six the time. It's wake up Wyoming. Getting temperatures from all over the region. Keep sending them because it's just, uh, interesting to see who gets what temperature and why. Got Don Day coming up in just a bit. He's got some explaining to do. Also, thanks for this note. Natrona County School District today and all Natrona County School District schools will be canceled as they begin running buses for the school day. Our buses started uh, experiencing issues running due to the cold temperatures. Oh, okay. All schools and buildings are canceled. All schools and buildings. Buildings? Are, how do you cancel buildings? Okay, well, if your child's already started for the bus stop, we will be sending Suburbans to pick them up and bring them directly home. Please contact, and it gives a number here. Uh, great. Appreciate your understanding. Okay, so they were having problems with the buses, and they just said nope. So that's in the Trona County area. Now, I also got some notes. Laramie County School District 1 closed, LCCC closed. District 2 is a two-hour delay, although I wonder if that's going to change. And schools are closed in Casper, as we just heard. And let's see, there's one more note that somebody just sent me over here. might have to do with it. And I'm getting temperatures from all over the place. Oh, here's my... Wow. Okay. Wyogal has a minus 36... And again, that's sort of in the Casper area. Glendo, Blade, Morning Blade, Blade and Glendo is minus 23. It just depends really a lot to do with, again, your elevation. And then does the cold sink into that area? Do you have an area that's a higher elevation, which might actually be warmer? That happens a lot, too. All right, I've coming up in the next hour of the program, besides open phones, which you guys want to talk about. I came across, I got curious, because remember, those on the left wanted to get rid of your gas stoves, right? And they're not done. They backed off for now, but they're not done. And I started looking at other things that they wanted to ban, not just appliances. I think I might have a bit of a list for you, and this gets, as you can imagine, some of this gets really stupid. So we'll go through it. But these are people who want to tell you what you can and can't do are allowed to have what not allowed to have. And they all wrap it up under the guise of, but we're doing this to save the planet. And yet a lot of these people, as you know, when you go look at their personal lives, they're not following any of this advice. Again, like googly eyes, Ocasio-Cortez. You got to stop using those gas stoves, she says, as she stands in her kitchen next to the gas stove that she uses all the time. And when that's pointed out to her, she makes an excuse. Well, I have no choice. You see what they're like. 739 Wyoming Legislative Update. This Wyoming. Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 745 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Don we- uh, Day Weather. Now, uh, Don, just so you know, I was telling people that I have day weather coming up to talk about what is happening with the temperatures and what our exit strategy is. And the basic reaction I'm getting is, no, Don has some splaining to do. 
Okay. <laughs> Not that you didn't warn us. <laughs> I know. It's like I like what what part of Arctic and snow? I just I, I don't know. I, <laughs> now I was I did ask people earlier this morning, and I got a lot of answers, and I have not been able to read them all on the air. There's too many, which I appreciate from everybody, and I, I did read them all though to myself. Uh, temperatures from around the region, and it is always fascinating to me that you can have let's say minus 25 here and then go up the road and the temperature is completely different and it's just because of where the cold settles it's where the cold settles and and arctic air is very thin there's not a lot of thickness to it and so um when you get varied terrain like we have canyons and arroyos and creeks and river bottoms and mountains that Arctic air is going to go into different places and the depth of it um, can make a big difference. So you could be on top of Casper mountain, be 20, 30 degrees warmer. Um, And, and, you know, it's counterintuitive because you're like, well, you go to the mountains and it's colder. Well, when there's not Arctic air around, that is certainly true, but Arctic air is dense. And so it's going to go to the lowest point always. Did you happen to find what you think might be the coldest temperature out there this morning? Well, so far, 35 below in Warland. Okay. Um, that's not to say somebody's colder. Um, okay. I've gotten okay. a few reports. People are taking pictures of their weather stations and sending them in, and I've got a lot of 30, 31s, 32s. Um, could there have been a spot somewhere where there's not a thermometer that was colder than 35 below? Probably. Yeah, probably is. Okay. So... After this weekend, which in my area, I know you put up some uh, pictures on your uh, video cast of some areas that got nice big fat flakes. To me, especially Saturday, it was very tiny little snowflakes. I mean, very tiny. But it just fell straight down and didn't stop all weekend. That's right. And we, we had talked about that overrunning to where Pacific air is going to go up over on top of the Arctic air. And that's just a really efficient way to make it snow and it's it's efficient in the sense that it it is very good at making sure that every little bit of water droplet that's in the air can turn into something and so uh, that's why it's so it was such a widespread snow event because that arctic air was so widespread and that pacific air went right over i mean we saw some pretty significant snow totals now the water content wasn't great because of that arctic situation but but i tell you there were a lot of two and three foot reports in the bighorns three and four foot reports in the snowy range and sierra madres and southern wyoming you know the jackson hole ski area from the middle of last week through yesterday over 60 inches of snow wow. uh, okay. so avalanche danger is gonna be a big concern in in the region again here with that big dump of snow okay so let's take a real quick look at our exit strategy for this and i'm worried that later in the week it's nice we get warmer but that brings wind we are going to get some wind and that's going to be a problem um especially later tomorrow and wednesday and then maybe again friday and the saturday however if you're going to get rid of this arctic air you just have to go through a moment of wind and and that's exactly what will happen now it's going to be a slow warm-up and I have to warn folks, if you're in one of those low-lying spots, if you're on the river, if you're near a lake or a reservoir or an isolated valley, this Arctic air is very stubborn. And with all the snow cover we have, yes, it's going to get warmer, but it's going to be a slow process. It's not like one of those, you wake up one morning with a Chinook and you're 50 or 60 degrees. That's not going to happen in this situation. But at the same time, from later today through Friday, really no new snow chances. So okay. we'll get to dig out. And, uh, you know, Casper, Glen, three feet of snow in the month of January. Wow. Three feet. <laughs> you know, th- we'll, we'll see that in March. Yeah. I mean, 
we'll see that several times in March and April, but that is not usual. You know, it doesn't happen often in January. Okay. Well, see, everybody's blaming you, Don. We know who the real culprit is. Okay, like he said, it's going to be kind of a slow warm-up and some wind coming with that. Let's go over to the icebox, which is currently doubling as a sauna compared to outside. So that that sounds like a record. I mean, we haven't had that much snow for this time of year in quite a while. I would offer you this, too, that I cannot find very many people who could have described the road conditions in Wyoming in socially acceptable terms. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. If you go to the Wake Up Wyoming site, it this was B A D. Oh, yes. Bad. Yes. I came across some videos of truckers that are out there, and they're sort of having a little get together because they're all stuck together. And listening, you always heard about how sailors cuss. Yeah. Oh, you you ought to listen to those guys. There is no way I could play it on the air. I mean, even if I bleeped things, you're not going to get many words that are not foul language out of that. And they've been stuck out there. For several days now, still not moving. Yeah, oh my, oh boy. Well, in the National Football League playoffs, it'll be Philadelphia and Kansas City playing in the Super Bowl in the AFC Championship. Kansas City beat Cincinnati 23-20 on a field goal with three seconds to go, set up by a late hit penalty by the Bengals' Joseph Asai. That flag put the Chiefs in field goal range, and that was that. For Cincinnati, former Wyoming Cowboy and Casper native Logan Wilson was in on six tackles, five of them solo. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow sacked five times. He threw two interceptions. Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes with 29 of 43 for 326 yards and two touchdown passes playing on a bad ankle. In the NFC Championship game, Philadelphia crushed San Francisco 31-7. Jalen Hurts, the Philly quarterback, threw for 121 and ran for 39. The 49ers were running out of quarterbacks. Their top two guys were hurt during the regular season. Their number three guy, Brock Purdy, was hurt early in the game. His replacement, Josh Johnson, got hurt and then Purdy had to go back in there. Former UW guy Marcus Epps with three tackles for the Eagles in the second former UW guy Tayshawn Gibson with two tackles for the 49ers in their secondary. So Kansas City in the Super Bowl for the third time in the last four seasons. The Eagles last played in the Super Bowl in 2018. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls improved the 14-7 overall, 7-3 in Mountain West Conference play. After a 69-62 road win over Boise State on Saturday, Melina Peterson led the way with 17 points. Allison Furtick at 13. Wyoming shot nine free throws in the game. Boise shot 22. Cowgirls outscored Boise 19-9 in the fourth quarter, the host San Jose State on Thursday. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team resumes play tomorrow night in Laramie hosting Fresno State. Folks are in the midst of just a brutal season with an overall record of 6-14, and 14, just one win in eight Mountain West Conference games. One of those losses was to Fresno State back in December. That's an 8 p.m. start tomorrow from Laramie. High School Wrestling, the big Ronthon tournament wrapped up on Saturday in Riverton. Sheridan had four champions to take the team title. Kelly Walsh's Dylan Sorensen was the champion at 106 pounds as the Trojans placed 13th. The Trojans' Noah Sides captured the 195-pound title as the Mustangs took seventh. Cheyenne East had two guys take second place. Liam Fox at 145 and Trevor Eldridge at 195. So they took sixth. And Keegan Bartlett from Cheyenne Central was second at 220. And Central in the team standings placed 18th at the Ronthon Tournament. That's it in sports. Okay, so you don't necessarily have a favorite for the Super Bowl as far as a team that you no, no, like. No, no, not really. I'm going to just watch it and see if okay. I can make some money. But uh, what yeah. about who you think might win? It, 
I don't care. You don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if if you don't care, then you don't spend any time researching to think. Well, I, I, might I, I eventually. I mean, the game's not until the twelfth of February. Okay. We got plenty of time. Not plenty of time. You know, okay. I mean, we got to figure out. You know. Tendencies yeah. and who's heard and who's not. Uh, we got we to go through that ridiculous Super like Bowl that. media yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are there people out there who actually? Well, there are. Well, of yeah, course there is. Yeah. The, the Kansas yeah. City people are going crazy over oh, okay. it. Same thing with yeah. Philly. They greased the, the the light poles in Philly yesterday, so they don't. The fans wouldn't climb up there after the game. <laughs> Okay, makes sense. I, but that to me, that just makes it more of a challenge, right? Yeah, well, you know, okay. yeah. All right, coming up on some local business we have to take care of. Got to roll into news time after that national local update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into We'll do the open phone sing in the 8 o'clock hour. Wake up, Wyoming. Taxi. Eight oh six of the time. Wake up, Wyoming. It is a Monday. It's cold out there. You knew that. We got. To, I asked people to send me temperatures from all over the state, and they did, all over the region, too, not just Wyoming, but outside and around the area. So, yeah, we're in the anywhere from the negative 30s to negative single digits, but most everybody's in the negative something out there. And it's going to be a slow warm-up today, but that's going to happen, and you just heard Don Day's forecast for the area. So when it does, be careful of the wind that comes in, because just as they clean those highways out. Morning. We're sorry, but due to winter conditions, Wyoming is closed. If you are interested in winter recreation or just passing through, we just can't help you right now. Honestly, we're okay with it. Y'all are crazy out there, and we needed a break. It's cold. Yeah, that's about how it is around the entire state. I-80, with the, these stories are up in the Wake Up Wyoming website. Ms. Mary will alert them out, but trouble on I-80 over the weekend. I mean, it got it got kind of nasty for truckers and a lot of truckers are still stuck out there not just on the highway but in towns like laramie laramie you got a lot of truckers stuck in your town right about now so that's what happened to the truckers out there that still can't move and they've been surviving over what they have in the truck you know because they they'll of course stock up uh, but how stocked up i don't know and they've been out living in their trucks some of them for several days now Hopefully, this afternoon, I-80 opens up again. But it closed down because they opened it on Saturday for about an hour. And right away, there's some truckers out there. I'm going to call them young and inexperienced. You could just call them stupid if you want. They decided, despite all the snow and ice on the highway, they're going to do 80 miles an hour. Well, just because it says speed limit 80 doesn't mean you need to go 80, especially when it's all icy and snowy out there. That's what caused some wrecks. Somebody lost their life. You know the whole drill. Natrona County School District said they canceled school today. And that's because school buses had trouble getting started. Now, on that, Greg and Cheyenne. Morning, Glenn, he writes, it's colder than an ex-wife's kiss. <laughs> uh, school buses are diesel and diesel fuel turns to a gel at frigid temperatures. Yeah. Also, what doesn't work at temperatures like this and with no wind, in which most areas don't have any wind right now, is your wind turbines. And wind turbines uh, will 
take energy in order to keep the saw internally, to keep it warm, so things don't get all frozen up and break down in there. So your wind turbines aren't helping a bit. It's your coal fire power plant and your natural gas is keeping you nice and warm right now, just so you know. But all right, that's, oh, it's not just, let me see, some other schools. Laramie County School District closed as is LCCC. District 2, the last I heard in Laramie County, is on a delayed schedule, two hours. Now, that's the last I heard. Wherever you are, if you got some updates for any kind of school closures or other information like that, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S, and we'll get it out there. Or use the Wake Up Wyoming app. It's free to download. When the app opens up, top right-hand corner, you see those word bubbles? Touch that. That's the chat option. And I'll take that and pass it on. I don't care where you live, as long as you're listening. I'll go ahead and pass it on to everybody out there. Okay, open phones. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. 888-97 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject. I didn't want to go back real quick. Last hour, I was talking about, you know, they, those on the hardcore left, cult of climate change. Biden administration, bureaucrats want to ban natural gas stoves. Remember that whole controversy. And they backed off from now, but they'll come back with this. Now, I gave you some other things that they wanted to ban, and that includes, do you have a gas water heater? Notice I didn't say hot water heater. If it's hot water, you don't need to heat it. So a natural gas water heater is your home warmed by natural gas. What else? Yeah, a lot of people use natural gas for all sorts of other things, but it's not just that. Same cult of climate change wants you to have a certain kind of toilet, a certain kind of shower head, and on and on they go with the things. They've even in the past wanted to ban the Internet. Well, you're on the Internet using it, and that means a lot of electricity has to be produced, and that's causing climate change, right? That's how that works. So let me see. Uh, I I just started looking for a list of things. Climate activists want to ban new gas stations. This has popped up on occasion where, and this is in California, where they have decided no more new gas stations will be built in that town in California. They are trying to battle climate change. Ladies and gentlemen, keep it nice, toasty, warm in her home, someplace in Natrona County, Wyoming, is our friend Judy. Morning, Jude. Good morning. It's minus 17 out here by the airport. Okay. And we're still waiting for uh, snow plows to come in rescue us on on our road <laughs> okay that might be a while yeah no my cagler of uh the toronto county bridge and they're usually pretty good about getting us out out okay. here well, what i wanted to call about is um we've i don't know if they're going to have this meeting tomorrow night or not for the Natrona county 22 resolution zoning resolution right um but um i had told everybody at this meeting last week 
to uh, get a copy of it and start going through it, which I'm hoping everybody has and does. Um, I found a few discrepancies, and I thought, you know, they ratified an illegal document to begin with. Because if it wasn't done and they were still critiquing it, how can you pass it? Mm-hmm. You know, so and then um, to me, it seems like more of a new revenue stream uh, for the for the county because uh, the permit fees are just astronomical. Um, also, they have in here any inanimate objects can be a collector's item except a car. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody collects now, cars. Yeah, because nobody collects cars. Well, this this is what it is. It's a it's a means to get around uh, the state's law on that because it's been the law that a car that's kept was twenty five years or older and kept solely as a collector's item is exempt. Okay, so they're trying to get around the state law. And Peter Nicolaisen the other day or last time he said, "Oh, you guys are going to love this new plan." And I've looked at it and it's way way great. Well, I found some problems in it. And I just went through the first hundred pages. I have a whole list of things which I'm going to take to the commissioners, hopefully tomorrow night. If not, um, maybe Wednesday night when they try to do it again. I don't know. I'm hoping they do because uh, this stuff is really important, and it's time we get a hold of it before this thing goes any further. They've got people on uh, ranch land that need to have setbacks, uh, deciding the size of their barns and their tax sheds and. I mean, just a whole lot of things in here that are just way, why would, way Wait, old. why would you need to decide the size of someone's barn? Don't you build a barn according to what size you need it? Well, you would think so, but uh, these people that were, what, Logan and Simpson out of uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, mm-hmm. they, that's what they do is they go around the country with this cookie-cutter plan, right. and they sell it to suspecting morons like ours for $230,000, not realizing that... What they're doing is essentially stealing your rights to your enjoyment and use of your property. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm, I called this morning is I wanted to remind everybody, go get a copy of this. And you've you got to read it, go through it, take a magic marker to it, a, a highlighter, and start highlighting some of this. Because we're going to have to go to battle for this because these guys, um, two of the commissioners, absolutely love this plan. Well, because they helped create it. Yeah. Um, the other three are still on board with, hey, wait a minute, there's things wrong in this. Okay. But like I said, going right back to the beginning of it, how can you pass something in December and then not produce a copy of it until January? Right. And then vote on yeah. it immediately after everybody gets it instead of giving them time to read it, which they're supposed oh, to do. Oh, no, everybody hadn't had it. They voted on it before anybody had it. Yeah. Here's a Even thought. Themselves. I had this conversation with some people in Casper a while back, and here's what I... Because I know you've got some cars out there that they would consider drunk, uh, junk, oh, yeah. but you are, are calling collector's items. I got a call one time from a guy in Casper who came across an interesting solution. So let's say you got some old pickup truck rusting away on your property. Go out there and pop open the hood and just put some flowers under the hood. And then make the back look like a flower and vegetable. I mean, make it a vegetable garden in, in the bed of the truck, right? It is now a work of art and also your oh. garden. And so now they can't say that it's an abandoned truck. Well, you know, and that's, that's kind, of, kind of cute. I mean, it really is for somebody who's got a small collection. Yeah. My husband's been collecting since he was like 14. Okay. And with these vehicles, you can't find anymore. They have to be seen in a book. 
Yeah. And I keep in the rows, and we have tours in the summer months. I have had people come in from as far as Germany and uh, where else? Oh, Newfoundland to look at it because they've yeah. seen my videos online about it. And they're, can we take a picture, you know, on this one? And can we take a picture of us being in that one? And I'm like, yeah, take the dime tour, you know? Yeah. That's what they're there for is for enjoyment. My husband enjoys them. Our friends enjoy them, you know? And I read something really funny the other day, too, I thought kind of goes along with this. Um, what if I posted a sign that says, if you don't like what you see next door, the sounds, the smells, and that kind of stuff, then don't buy the property next door. Okay. I have something real quick, and then i got to run. So uh, Anthony Bouchard was working on, and I don't know if he's got the legislation pending. i got to go deeper into the story here. But there are people who are buying land out in the Laramie County area, and they go ahead and buy way out to get out of, out of the city, out of those regulations and taxes. Right? And, you know, La, uh, Laramie County, out of Cheyenne, it just keeps sprawling out. So as people oh, buy yeah. out there near ranch land and farmland, and then they start to complain. It smells. And Anthony yeah. Bouchard says, if you buy a piece of property right next to somebody's farm, don't get upset when you see two cows having sex because that's what you bought. <laughs> That's what you bought, and that's you know, that's kind of what we went to court. Yeah. That's exactly what we told them. Yeah. You know, if you don't like what you're seeing across the road, then don't buy the property. Right. I always love people who buy a home right next to the airport, then complain about the noise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. I got to run. Thank you, Judy. 818, Wake Up Wyoming. This morning update brought to you by... Never Boring. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. 23 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. All right. Like Judy just did. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talking about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Hey, sister dear, if you're still out there, you'll remember this story. So she and I lived, we grew up on those islands, Sanibel, Captiva. But then we moved to the mainland at some point. We were old enough to get our own apartments, get our lives started. So we're in a place called Fort Myers, Florida. Now, at the time, Fort Myers had an airport, Page Field, that when it was built was sort of at the edge of town. But then Fort Myers grew up around it and went through a building boom where it really grew up around it. And so there's Fort Myers with the airport in the middle of town. Like you and Cheyenne have, your airport is in the middle of town. That used to be the edge of town, way out in the edge of town. It's in the middle of town now. So they decided to build a regional airport that could handle major traffic. Okay. So they built one way out, way out. And at first, people were asking, why are you building an airport? Why the hell out here? Because they knew how the area was going to grow. And eventually, over decades, people started to buy cheaper because they wanted to get out of the city. The city's higher taxes and et cetera, congestion. And so they wanted to ha- be near Fort Myers, but they didn't want to live in Fort Myers. So people kept moving out into the county where it's cheaper to live. Too. Eventually, communities started to pop up right next to the airport. Yes, of course, big jets coming and going all day and all night. And then people started to complain, well, that noisy airplane out there. Well, you knew it was there. Why did you build a house right where the airport is if you don't like noisy airports? Now, you know me, I'm a big fan of airplanes. I love airplanes. 
So let's go to Cheyenne again. There's a neighborhood right next to, for those who live in Cheyenne, you know where the old terminal is? There's a neighborhood right there. Yeah, okay, that neighborhood has little cute little homes in it. I love it. And I've always thought I would love to live in that neighborhood and be able to just sit. I would sit in my backyard on a nice day, which means not today, and just sit back in my backyard and watch the planes come and go flying overhead. Because I like stuff like that. It wouldn't bother me a bit. But some people, it's so nice. Well, then why did you move here? Okay, so go to an article, Cowboy State Daily. Headline, don't buy property next to a farm, then complain that the animals are having sex outdoors, says Anthony Bouchard, senator in the Wyoming Senate. Say Senator and Republican Anthony Bouchard of Cheyenne wants prospective Wyoming land buyers to be aware of the harsh realities of living near agricultural land, such as realizing how immodest farm animals can be. Yes, they can be very immodest. Not just procreating, but, you know, when they have to relieve themselves, they just go. And not only does that look horrible, smells really bad. He mentioned one sign put up by a British farmer in 2018. Notice, this property is a farm. Farms have animals. Animals make funny sounds, smell bad, and have sex outdoors. Unless you can tolerate the above, don't buy property next to the farm. Bouchard shared the sign with the Senate on Thursday, eliciting a brief chuckle. Although Bouchard said the sign obviously is lighthearted, it gets to the heart of what's going on. And what he's talking about, Bouchard recently revised and sent out Senate File 134. And all it really does is just warn prospective buyers. It doesn't tell people what they can and can't do. It warns prospective buyers. If you want to buy out here, you're going to be inconvenienced in some ways just so you know, but you chose to buy out here. And as I mentioned to Judy, who's up in Natrona County, the Casper area is still growing, but it's sprawling like many new cities do these days. People are building farther and farther out. And as they do that, they encroach near to farm and ranch land. Under this bill, Senate File 134, buyers would be informed by the realtors that you're going to have to put up with where you're next to a ranch or a farm. Noise, Odors, flies, fumes, dust, machinery of many kind, including aircraft, not just farm implements. But some people have a little airstrip in the backyard. And sometimes people are crop dusting. So presence of animal waste and the application of chemicals in the soil and herbicides, pesticides, and so on may occur within their vicinity 24 hours a day. Yet you might look out your back window of the new house you just built. And notice, oh, my Lord, is that guy working on a tractor? It's like 2 in the morning. They do that sometimes. Wyoming Right to Farm Act is what it's basically called. And the whole idea behind it is, again, it's just um, warning people is essentially what this does. You went to buy out here because you went, oh, what beautiful land. Oh, and it's the price is right. and Oh, let's put a house here. And then you're shocked to find out you're by a ranch or a farm. And you're just disturbed to see, what what is going on out here? Well, it's ranching and farming is what's going on out here. Now, don't complain about it and try to get your county to pass ordinances to force those people to quit what, doing what they're doing. It protects the ranchers and the farmers. You knew what you were getting into. Coming up on 830, local news, weather forecasts, open phones. 
Did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030, Day 2 Radio. Eight thirty-six. the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, the phone number. George wants to talk about the Jackson Airport. Morning, George. Good morning. Uh, just to let you know that uh, up in Jackson, they've got a problem up there, same thing. People would move in from back east and uh, find this nice, beautiful house out at the uh, just outside of the airport, uh, end of the runway. Yeah. And uh, every day they would uh, write letters to the airport board uh, complaining about the noise. <laughs> and <laughs> you know they they knew it when they looked at the house. That sure. Airplanes were coming and going. Near and, uh, near Ocala, Florida, they have a bombing range out there in the Ocala forest. And what was, I think, I can give just a little bit of relief to the homeowners that bought out there. Because the realtors would only show the new communities they were developing when the Air Force and the Navy wasn't bombing. So people had uh-huh. no idea until after they moved into their homes and they start hearing all of this shelling a couple of miles away. The hell is that? That they should have been told about. But if there's just an airport nearby, you should be checking out your neighborhood before you buy it. Well, yeah, and they've been there for, you know, 50, 60 years, you yeah. know. And, and uh, uh, well, another thing down in Cheyenne, uh, oh, this has been probably... 15, 20 years ago, there was a uh, radio-controlled airport mm-hmm. that was out in the middle of nowhere, Yeah, and they would go out there and fly, you know, so they were away from everybody else. Well, of course, the community kept building out that way and building out that way. And one woman, uh, you know, they bought a house out there, and uh, she could hear these mo- motors running, you know, generally you know, in the afternoon or evening or weekend, something like that. Uh, and, you know, they're not very noisy. Right. But uh, she would complain and have the uh, police come out and, and tell them that they couldn't do it. And so finally one day, one of the guys was flying a electric-powered uh, radio-controlled airplane. And she called, and uh, the policeman come out, and uh, the guy showed him that, you know, he couldn't hear any noise because it was the yeah. electric motor. And he still made him. Uh, shut down because the lady was complaining. So. Right. See, now if I were the police officer, I would have gone to the lady and told her to stop complaining. And besides, yep. why why isn't that? This is where it comes down to your state of mind. Because, like I said, if I live next to an airport, I'd be in my backyard on a nice reclining chair watching the airplanes come and go. But then I like that thing. So for people yeah. to complain, well, that's your state of mind that makes you say you don't like that. Other people would love stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way with me. I would sit, sit at the end of the runway all the time. Yeah, I love airplanes. All right. Thank you, George. Appreciate it. Well, there's other places. Like, this all started because uh, Wyoming State Senator Anthony Bouchard wants to pass a bill that would just make it so uh, people would have to be warned when buying property. You know, you're buying near a ranch, right? Ranches have, well, there's farming, there's cattle, 
There's machinery. Sometimes there's even airplanes like crop dusters. Sometimes the uh, rancher has his own little strip in the back with a, a bush plane so he can go check on things, you know. So you got to get, if you're going to buy out there, you got to know that that's what's out there. And now, even I, and this is where I wised up over the years. So if I'm going to go live somewhere, I go check out the neighborhood for things like, and when it rains a lot or the snow melts, where is that water going to go? I look for that. that. You've seen people who build in areas that get flooded out from time to time. Why did you build there? You should check that out. I even look for, in fact, I was talking to Miss Mary about this this morning. We were discussing where you move and why. And I said, there are neighborhoods that I did not move into. There were places that I, I could live there. I could live in that place. I would like that. But then I start noticing the roads and realize, and when a big winter storm comes, they are not going to come back here and plow this. And I'm going to get stuck. In fact, we had in the studios here, we had a guy for a while. He's, he still works for the company. He just moved to a different town. And he went on air by the name of Doc, well, Doc Holiday. So several times when we here who are of the morning crews of these different radio broadcasts, we keep each other's numbers. In case someone is having trouble, they can call and say, hey, I'm stuck or whatever, and there's possibility of rescue, right? So at the time... I was driving, this is where Griner Ford, that's located in Casper, Wyoming, had uh, given the show, the radio show here, a big Ford F-150 with their logos all over and the Wake Up Wyoming logos. And my job was to drive around like a big billboard. It was actually a very nice truck. And there was a few times I would not have gotten to work if I didn't have that Ford F-150. It came in really handy. A couple of times, Doc Holliday had to give me a call Hey, I can't get out of my neighborhood. And I would have to drive up a main road and park and wait as he hiked from his house through the snow in the neighborhood to get to the main road that I was waiting on. Because even that big truck couldn't get back to where he was. I knew I looked at places back where he was. I knew not to, to rent anything back there because of all of the snow. It piles up like that. The point of all of this is, before you go to buy, before you go to rent, whatever you're going to do, wherever you're going to live, you might look at it and go, oh, what a beautiful spot. It probably is a beautiful spot, but you got to take a look at it and think, and what happens when it floods? And what happens when you get a lot of snow? What does the wind do in your area? Yeah, that, I mean, that's that can say a lot in Wyoming. Are you in an area where you're going to get blasted by the wind? Are you going to be too hot in the summertime? you got to look at these things. Are you close to an airport? Does that bother you? I would move close to an airport. You might hate it. Here's Blue Eyes and Douglas. Some people are just complete blanks. All they do is complain, complain, complain about everything, about where they moved, about how their house was built, about where their house... This bill about um, how their house was built. You know, looks like somebody else, et cetera. Get over it, she says. Shut up, grow up, suck it up. <laughs> I like that. And why don't you take a lesson from some of these people that uh, come back from wars, yeah, and injured is basically what she's saying, and still smiling. Or for that matter, blue eyes, 
read my book, The Uncomplicated Life, because that's one of the things I talk about in The Uncomplicated Life, and that is state of mind. There are some people that that's all they do is complain about every little thing all day long. And you can take them out of a bad situation and put them in a much better, I mean, just perfect situation that anybody would love to live in, and they'll find something to complain about because that's who they are. It must be a miserable existence inside that head. Rich and Casper, any noise around military ranges is the sound of freedom. I love it. See? <clears throat> State of mind. That's, well, for that matter, those people who, let me go back to Cheyenne. You've got an, an Air Force base there. An Air Force base without planes. You have thermal nuclear devices, right? And so here you are living there with, oh, and you also have that National Guard base. And in Cheyenne, your airport is right in the middle of town. So C-130s flying low over town doing touch and goes. Huey helicopters flying low over town practicing, right? Personally, I loved it. When I, it no, I, I love being in Cheyenne and hearing a rumble of either the C-130 or, or that very distinctive sound of a Huey helicopter. And that makes me run outside and look up. Some people might complain about that, but other people that live in Cheyenne just love seeing that. Because like Rich says, sounds like freedom. 845, wake up Wyoming. Sometimes the best. Quicker than a soggy morning porch paper. You need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Eight forty-eight. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box. We go. Frank Gambino's waiting by. So, Frank, I listen very carefully to this wonderful sound before I tell you where it's coming from. Sounds great, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, what you're listening to there is this is Colorado, and the highway is I seventy. And the canyon you're going through looks very similar to going through Wind River Canyon. Okay. Some accident happened on the road up ahead. Everybody got stuck. Okay. So traffic is not moving. Elk Range is the name of the band. They were performing in uh, Glenwood, Colorado. No relation. And they got stuck in Glenwood Canyon. And nobody's moving anywhere. So you can sit in your car and complain, Frank. Or you can pull out your musical instruments... And what I have here, you can look at this on the Wake Up Wyoming site, is a bunch of people outside of their vehicles in the freezing cold. But they're not cold because they're all dancing around. I mean, there's a whole crowd of people dancing around them in the snow while these guys are playing. The, the, the guys are outside. Yes. Stuck on the highway uh, on in the, the canyon. Uh, yeah. In, in the canyon part of the interstate yeah. there outside of Glenwood. Yeah. So you can sit in your vehicle and grumble and complain, and you know, or you can grab your musical instruments. And I'm watching old people and kids and all sorts. Everybody just piled out of their car, and as soon as they started dancing around, they warmed up. And the traffic just eased up, and off they went. Uh, eventually, the traffic did clear, <laughs> and they piled all of those instruments back into their vehicle and took off. That is the best improvisation I think I've ever heard. Yes, that is making the best of a bad situation. Because I think we've all been there, stuck in a vehicle with someone who's just grumbling and complaining about everything. you know. And then the vehicle gets stuck in traffic, and, and now they're really at it. Or you could do that. Did, did they open up their guitar case and get tips? 
You know, they should have. And what should, I was I, really I, people should have gave him at least ten bucks for that. What I was really impressed with is the guy who pulled out his big stand-up bass. Oh, really? And he's right there in the middle of the interstate in the canyon, just plucking away on that. I mean, Frank, I want to hang out with people like this. Oh yeah, that, that's classic. National Football League playoffs from yesterday will be Philadelphia and Kansas City that will play in the Super Bowl this year. And in the AFC Championship game, Kansas City beat Cincinnati 23-20 to on a field goal with three seconds to go. That was set up by a late hit penalty by the Bengals' Joseph Asai. That flag put the Chiefs in field goal range, and that was that. For Cincinnati, former Wyoming Cowboy and Casper native Logan Wilson was in on six tackles, five of them solo. Quarterback Joe Burrow was sacked five times and threw two interceptions. Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes was... Uh, 29 of 43 for 326 yards and two touchdown passes playing on a bad ankle. In the NFC Championship game, Philadelphia crushed San Francisco 31-7. Jalen Hurts, the Philly quarterback, threw for 121 and ran for 39. 49ers, they're running out of quarterbacks. Their top two guys were hurt during the regular season. Their number three guy, Brock Purdy, who was the very last guy drafted, was hurt early in the game. His replacement, Josh Johnson, went in there and he got hurt. Then Purdy had to go back in there and it was to no avail. Former UW guy Marcus Epps had three tackles for the Eagles in the secondary. Former UW guy Tishon Gibson with two tackles for the 49ers in their secondary. Kansas City will be in the Super Bowl for the third time in the last four years. The Eagles last played in the Super Bowl back in 2018. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls are now 14-7 and overall, 7-3 and at Mountain West Plain after a 69-62 road win over Boise State on Saturday. Malene Peter led the way with 17. Allison Furtick, the Douglas native, at 13. Wyoming had just nine free throws in the game. Boise shot 22. Cowgirls outscored Boise 19-9 in the fourth quarter of the host San Jose State on Thursday. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will resume play tomorrow night in Laramie hosting Fresno State. The Pokes are in the midst of just a brutal season with an overall record of 6-14 with just one win in eight Mountain West Conference games. And one of those losses was to Fresno State back in December. That's an 8 p.m. start tomorrow from Laramie. High school wrestling, the big Rondon tournament wrapped up over the weekend in Riverton. Sheridan at four champions to win the team title. Kelly Walsh is Dylan Sorensen, the champion at 106 as the Trojans placed 13th. The Trojans Noah Sides captured the 195-pound title as the Mustangs took seventh. Cheyenne East had two guys play second. Liam Fox at 145 and Trevor Eldridge at 195. So they were in, uh, in sixth place. And in, in, in third, 11th place was Cheyenne Central and their top finishing guy was Keegan Bartlett at 220 pounds. And that's in sports. So, the way you're describing this, I wonder who's going to be left actually playing the Super Bowl if so many people are injured. Well, they have two weeks now. Okay. Two so weeks to recover. Two yeah. weeks to recover, yeah. Can you imagine go, working your way all the way to the Super Bowl, but then you can't play in it? Oh, you're it would be, oh that would be heartbreaking. Lord. Oh, how do you even... Oh. oh. And then, then you got to wear that ring for the rest of your life and keep looking at it thinking, but I never got to play the game. Yeah, but you helped the team get to the, yeah, to the train station. Okay. I would just... Hate to be that guy. That would be as miserable. Yeah. That would be like getting a really nice birthday cake, but you're not allowed to eat it. You know, <laughs> and, and I mean, when it's, it's not just, your birthday. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Thank you, Frank. No, I would just hate to be. I'm not a sports fan, but I would just hate to be the person who's sitting there on the sidelines during the Super Bowl, injured, and I can't play in the Super Bowl. That's why I went all that way to do. Oh well. Sometimes life deals you that way. Coming up on local business, news time, weather forecast, open phones, wake up well. Okay, honey.
6 the time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name's Glenn Woods. Still cold out there. Yeah. I, my temperature hasn't changed where I am at all morning long, even though the sun's up. That might take a while. I got readings from all over the area. People were nice enough to send in what the temperature was where they are. Most of them on the Wake Up Wyoming app, which you just take the app, free to download your app store, top right-hand corner, see the little message bubbles? Touch that. That's chat. You can send me a text message. Like uh, Terrier Gal and Four Collins just did, Rianne, Four Danger, the people like that. Uh, just and send me a text and I answer back. Well, they sent me temperatures from all over, not just Wyoming, but the region. Anywhere from negative mid-30s up to zero. And zero was the hot spot. And temperatures, even though the sun's rising, for most of you, hadn't changed all that much just because of all the snows out there. So, okay, we're in an open phone segment right now. Warning. We're sorry, but due to winter conditions, Wyoming is closed. If you are interested in winter recreation or just passing through, we just can't help you right now. Honestly, we're okay with it. Y'all are crazy out there, and we needed a break. It's cold. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talking about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. I'll roll with it. The BLM, and I don't mean Bureau of Land Management, but Black Lives Matter seeks public. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm kidding. BLM, uh, Bureau of Land Management. You get the two confused. I think since the Bureau of Land Management had that first, that Black Lives Matter needs to change their name because of the letters. People get confused. BLM is seeking public input on industrial solar project. Here's your chance. The U.S. Bureau of Land Management will solicit comments to boost utility-scale solar energy developments on public lands during a series of public meetings in West in, in Cheyenne on Tuesday. The push of the federal effort to implement President Joe Biden's goals for now, i got to correct this. Clean energy development to address climate change. Okay, let's stop right there. I always have to do that. What we're talking about is not clean energy. Your solar panels, when you find out how they make them and how they have to dispose of them when they're done, especially the batteries, there's nothing clean or renew about it. Renewable, not clean, not renewable, not sustainable, not reliable, not affordable. And it doesn't do anything to change climate change because climate change has been happening for billions of years. It, we didn't, we're not causing any change in the climate. It's a naturally occurring thing. I always have to correct that every time I see it. Well, because it's written into stories like this as if it's just fact that these, well, you're putting up solar panels so these are clean and green and renewable and sustainable and affordable. None of that is true. The people who really want to do something good for this planet should find an alternative to this. You, you want to make sure your air is clean, your water is clean. You want to get us away from coal, gas, and oil. Fine. But what you're currently doing is not better. In fact, it's worse when you actually look into it. But okay. The administration touts a rapid expansion of industrial solar necessary to promote energy security and good-paying union jobs. Why union jobs? Why not just jobs? And energy security? Energy security. Really, energy security. Well, let's take a look at this. Over the past few days, we I can take longer, but I'll just take over the past weekend here. All of these solar panels have been covered up by snow and ice. The wind turbines, for the most part, have not been turning around this region because of a lack of wind and because it's too cold. 
So where's your energy security? Once again, something that's a lie. Quote, we take seriously our responsibility to manage the nation's public lands responsibly with an eye toward increasing the impacts of the climate crisis. Pause. We're not in a climate crisis. That, according to the Department of Interior Secretary, the power and potential of clean energy, it's not clean, is undeniable. I just denied it. And a critical part of that work. So the meeting is to be held from 3 to 7 p.m. at the Laramie County Community College Centers for a conference and institute. So let me do this again. If you would like to show up and make some comments. They're going to be holding a meeting tomorrow, Tuesday, Bureau of Land Management, about solar, industrial solar, right? And some of these will be located in Wyoming. Uh, one, two, three, four, five different facilities would be located in Wyoming. Nevada would get the bulk of them, but okay. So they want a public comment, period. It'll be Tuesday from 3 to 7 p.m. at the Laramie County Community College Center. And then the story says, why it matters, BLM manages some 227 million acres of land in the interior west, including 18.4 million acres in Wyoming. Though most existing industrial-scale solar and wind energy, the story says, in Wyoming is located on private and state lands. Developers are increasingly targeting BLM land. I wonder also about not just the snow. I've wondered about this for many years. It's not just that we get a lot of snow and ice and that covers up the panels and what good are they, right? Which is why if you're nice and toasty warm right now inside, go thank your coal and natural gas power plants. In fact, make sure to hug a coal miner. Oh, and the guys for drill for natural gas, because that's what's keeping you warm right now. But I also wonder, I noticed this when I first moved to Wyoming. I had driven cross country. I get to Wyoming. My car's filthy. I run it through a car wash. Okay? I go to bed. Next morning, I get up and, what is this all over my windshield of my car? And I run my finger through it, and there's this fine layer, very, very fine layer of dirt. You know what I'm talking about if you live out here. All over my vehicle. I just ran this through the car wash. Well, it gets windy out here. I don't know if you'd notice that, but it gets windy out here. And that causes a lot of just dirt to blow around and dust, and it piles up on things. To the point that my the windows of my place face a golf course and the wind comes directly from that direction and blows across the golf course and it's not just blowing what's on the golf course but from beyond it as well so the front windows of my place I'm constantly cleaning them just because of all the dirt the dust that's blowing across the land and it piles up so you've been there right in your house and so on all right, so let's go put solar panels out there. Let's go put a big solar farm out there. Just saying, besides the snow and the ice, they're going to have to constantly go out there and clean those of just the dirt and dust that falls around Wyoming. Story says BLM is expanding the scope of its 2012 Western Solar Plan from six western states, now to include Wyoming, Idaho, Montana, Oregon, and Washington. Since 2012, the agency has approved about 3,000 megawatts of renewable energy. Pause. Again, every time I see something that is completely wrong, I have to pause and correct it. Okay. 3,000 megawatts. Every single time they put up... 
a wind farm or a solar farm, it never reaches the capacity of energy that they claimed it was going to achieve. It just doesn't. For the reasons that I've already stated, lack of wind, too much wind, too hot, too cold, too dusty, too much ice, too much snow, it never... So if they're saying, we're going to put up 3,000 megawatts, you're never going to reach it. None of your other places ever have achieved any of the goals that you set, so why why was it going to start now? Okay. And then they say, renewable energy. Again, that goes with your clean, green, sustainable, reliable, affordable. Add that to the... And that's not true. Okay, to further expand and speed up approvals, the agency must revise a 2012 environmental impact statement. Uh, the process involves soliciting public comment. Oh, you want environmental impact. Well, here's another great uh, opportunity for folks who would like to go to this meeting. Because if you want to talk environmental impact, then let's take a look at what this does to Wyoming. Um, if we tried, let's say those people that are out there in the natural gas and oil drilling business. So you want to put up a bunch of rigs, right? How much work do you have to go through for environmental impact? And that includes migration corridors, what it's going to do to birds and animals on the ground and so on, right? But when you put up a wind farm, they can get away with it. They will give a wind farm a 30-year moratorium on killing birds, including rare birds. They do it. That's something you can look up. Started with the Obama administration because of all places in Casper, Wyoming, just to the east of Casper is a wind farm. And it killed a golden eagle, which is a big deal. That's that's a massive deal to kill a golden eagle. And so they were fined, that wind farm, a lot of money. And so to save the wind industry, the Obama administration came along with a permitting process to give wind farms a kill rate. You're going to put up wind turbines, you're allowed to kill this many birds over this many years. Do you get that for oil or natural gas or any other form of energy? No, but the wind farms can kill all they want. So we, let's talk environmental impact. So for those people who would love to get in on this conversation, Tuesday at the Laramie County Library, I'm sorry, yeah, the Laramie County Community College Center. So it's Tuesday at the Laramie County Community College Center and Conference and Institutes from 3 till 7 p.m. There's your opportunity to sit down and talk with these people. I don't think they'll listen to you, but at least they get to hear it. They're not going to be in an echo chamber of people who do nothing but approve. 917, wake up, Wyoming. Seven Woods or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Twenty-three is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, triple eight ninety-seven Woods is the phone number. Let's go to Teton County real quick. This you, you'll love. This trust me. It's going. It's one of those things that it annoys you, but you love it at the same time. Legislators in the state of Wyoming want to put Teton County Fairgrounds under state control. Worried the town council will kill rodeo. Oh, we've talked about this before. There's different factions out there that hate the idea of rodeo for different reasons. 
Cowboy State Daily Story, citing the importance of Wyoming heritage and Wyoming rural heritage. Um, John Witter, Republican Thermopolis, wants to make Teton County Fairgrounds a state historic site. The designation would automatically put the fairgrounds under the management of the Wyoming State Parks Historic Sites and Trails of the Wyoming Historic Preservation Office. The move would pull management of the fairgrounds from Teton County, which leases the fairgrounds, and from the town of Jackson. So he and Jackson residents, Rebecca Baxell, have there's a long-term effort underway to piece off the property for the fairgrounds that it sits on, which hosts an event like Jackson Hole Rodeo and Teton County Fair for other uses like affordable housing. It's happening piecemeal, Winter said. I just don't understand why the town of Jackson and Teton County wants to do this. To preserve the fairgrounds, he introduced House Bill 218, which would preserve the area as a state historic site. So, Baxell's helped start the Save the Rodeo Grounds, which he described as a grassroots effort to educate people on the history and importance of rodeo in Jackson. Last week, she held a rally at the Little America Resort to drum up support for House Bill 218 and her group's cause. About a dozen state legislators jumped in. And that include also Harriet Hegeman jumped in too, Republican Wyoming. Baxo says she has no issue with Teton County Fairgrounds uh, not being under local control. So I'm concerned because our local elected officials do not value our Western heritage. So that's why she wants to. Also, she says a change in the culture. She grew up in Alabama. Now I have to. I can't help myself. Alabama is the only state that Arkansas is allowed to make fun of. So if you got Arkansas riding you, you're kind of low in the food chain. But still, she moved to Wyoming, so let's give her a little bit of credit for that. She believes there is an effort in Teton County to eradicate Western heritage and culture. She brought her concerns to Mr. Winter, who took a sponsor of the legislation, Jackson Hole Rodeo and Fairgrounds State Historic Site. Quote, where it is, is just having to go above the county and town because they're not playing by the rules. She said we should have uh, had the right to rezone this property. It was under development. Land is scarce there. They need affordable housing so people can work there. You know the whole bit with Jacksonville, but not there, she says. Now, when I look at this story, I think at least it's not as bad. We've had other stories about how people want to get rid of rodeo because – they hate the idea of rodeo for, for different reasons. They don't understand the concept of a cowboy or a cowgirl. They see the animals out there being roped and tied and so on. Oh, that's so cruel to the animal. You know, so many different things that they see they don't like about rodeo. And so they would like to put an end to the rodeo. But that's not what this is. So, uh, Brady is in Douglas. Hey, Brady, before I read your note, you owe me a second letter N. My name has two ends. It's not Glenn. It's Glenn. So uh, if you could, use your Wake Up Wyoming app and just send me just the letter N with nothing else, and I'll add it in, and then we're good, okay? He says, it's negative 25 degrees. Both wind farms that I can see in Converse County are operating. Only time I ever see them stopped is when the wind is calm. Okay. There was a time, though, uh, Bray, and I was watching the wind around 
j- just around Wyoming. You know, just I, I like watching what weather's doing. And there was a time though that it was pretty much overnight where the wind in your area had come to a dead stop, and none of the wind farms were turning. In fact, around most of Wyoming, none of the wind farms were able to turn because there wasn't any wind. We got into negative temperatures overnight, and for most of the state, the air was just as still as it could be, which means those wind farms aren't cranking anything out. So I'm glad that they're turning near Douglas, but if you go around other areas, you'll find a lot of those wind farms are just not cranking anything out. And that can be very typical, not just because of cold. It can get too cold and get too hot. They get snow and ice on them. There's all sorts of different reasons that they won't work. So at least I'm glad the ones in your area are. But And I do see where I'm living here. I look out the window and I do see a light breeze. The steam coming off of buildings is blowing at a tilt. It's not going straight up. So that means there's some breeze out there. So if there are any wind turbines, they have a chance. But in most of Wyoming, wind's pretty not much, pretty much just not moving right now. So if you're nice and toasty warm, it's not because of those turbines. It's because of coal and natural gas. 929, Wake Up Wyoming. You do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six at time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety-seven Woods is the phone number. I just heard Campbell County Schools had a two-hour delay for schools this morning, as did District Two in Laramie County. And schools are closed in Casper. They had trouble getting the buses going because it was so cold out. Laramie County School District One is closed, as L Triple C is closed as well. That's just some of what's been going on this morning. Dave is in Texas listening. He sends me this note. Just because the turbines are turning, wind turbines, doesn't mean that they are making energy. They may be using electricity to turn them over because of the extra cold. That is true as well. There are cases where you see a wind turbine turning, but that doesn't mean it's engaged making power. depends on what it is. The point in all of this, though, is the wind turbines and solar panels, again, not clean, not green, not sustainable, not reliable not affordable without heavy subsidies from the government. The list goes on. And yet they keep getting pushed on us. Ladies and gentlemen, your favorite song. Well, I like guns. I like the way they look. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small. Therefore, say, well, I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. This will make you happy. $10 million world-class shooting complex could make Wyoming an international destination. Another Cowboys Day Daily story. Wyoming has missed the mark, the story says, by not having a world-class shooting complex. See, I thought the entire state itself was a shooting complex. Well, one that could boost tourism and the state's international status among firearm archery enthusiasts. So the shooting sports are grown by leaps and bounds, the story says. Neighboring states with large complexes draw a steady amount of enthusiasts. And even hosted international competitions, according to our Washington Republican Casper. He was speaking Thursday 
before the Senate Appropriations Committee regarding Senate File 169, which passed by committee and placed on the Senate general file for uh, Friday. In our state and with traditional firearms, archery, and black powder shooting, all facets of the shooting sports we have in the state, uh, archery facilities, said the bill would set aside a fund of up to $10 million for expenditures related to shooting complex. Now, here's where I, you know me with subsidies. It's not that I don't want Wyoming to have a world-class shooting facility out there. Would love to do that. We're Wyoming, for Pete's sakes. If there's any place people should be able to go to compete, it should be here. And not just with guns, but again, archery and so on. But for the state to put aside $10 million, no. Uh, here again, I don't do subsidies. I don't like them. I don't do them. If you want to do something like this, then uh, have the private sector do fundraisers. But all right. And even when the facility is built and staffed, it would likely be through a combination of state and private enterprise. I want nothing but private enterprise. The bill calls for a 12-member shooting complex task force, which would be charged with coming up with a design for the shooting complex. It also would accept proposals from Wyoming communities to host it. So the two men sponsoring the bill said the task force would go into the project with, um, well, any preconceived notions about the which community with, would get the complex. So they don't know. They're not saying, hey, it's going to be built my community, uh, wherever. Right? Let people go ahead and, and bid on it. There shouldn't be a bias toward uh, the complex in one of Wyoming's larger cities or, for that matter, way out, or Jackson or way out. It doesn't matter. A shooting complex uh, prestige enough to draw national and international competition would far exceed the scale of municipal ranges like the one in Cheyenne, he said. It would include ranges for all types of shooting, pistols, black powder, all sorts of firearms, including archery, whatever your enthusiast might be. So the latter might be good news from Wyoming's growing roster of high school trap and shoot meets. Oh, okay. It also could include extreme long-distance rifle up to two miles. You know, you get the idea. And then the story gets into environmental and health concerns and yada, yada, yada. But I really, that's part of what they talked about there. But my concern always comes down to this. I love this idea of having an, a top quality shooting facility that would attract people from all over. That is a dynamite idea. And these two members of the Wyoming legislative body who think that this would be a dynamite idea, I agree with them. Go do it. But don't turn to the state of Wyoming taxpayer for the money. I'm more of the libertarian mindset. You know that, right? And there's a certain role for government. Government has a a minor role in our lives, or should anyway. It hasn't been that way. But government should have a very tiny minor role in our lives. So if they want a facility like this, which I agree would be very good for the state of Wyoming. Absolutely, let's do it. So let's get together with, uh, you can do fundraisers. You can get sponsors, private businesses. Find some rich guys who are really into shooting and pitch the idea. If you can pitch it in a way that shows that they would profit from it. They're rich for a reason, you know. And we can go ahead and get the latest state-of-the-art facility built without bothering the taxpayers. But this is part of what gets me out of a lot of legislation. Even people who call themselves conservatives, as soon as they see something that they want, I even talked to one representative a few years ago. In his community, he wanted a museum. 
fine. It was, and the museum was a great idea, what he wanted to do for a museum. But he turned to the state of Wyoming several times with some bills and tried to get about $8 million out of the state of Wyoming to build a museum. Again, you want to do this. I think it's a fantastic idea. I support you. Get off the taxpayers' back. 942 Wake Up Wyoming. Chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. Nine forty-eight. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box for Frank Gambino's waiting by. So, Frank, uh, the story I'm going to tell you is it's exhausting to hear. Just so you know, okay. All right. I, well, okay. let's let's just go one piece just at a time. One piece. This is exactly what this is. Okay. So, I just came across something called the Mount Everest cha- Challenge, right? And it it's shows a race up the mountain. Well, it shows the uh, city way below way below, way below. And then it shows the actual path in a drawing on how to get up into the highlands and get up Mount Everest. So this is a virtual workout session Oh, where you would go ahead and do things in your own, wherever you live, to simulate the type of workout you would get climbing over Mount Everest over time. Okay, now, there are no Sherpas to help no, you at home. that's the first part. I would have to hire a Sherpa, and I don't know where to get one around here. They're in Nepal. Yes, and I don't know of any... I suppose there's somebody I could pay to carry my stuff around. I don't know. Well, I mean, just in your own place, I think, yeah, you know, just, just for the... the the reality of it. That, you know? Yeah, right. Someone walking behind carrying a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, if I had kids, okay, that'd be easy. Well, yeah, just this, yeah, you take this and you take that. Yes, but I, I so if, if I live here locally, can I hire someone on like uh, Craigslist or maybe just get on social yeah, media? Yeah, Facebook and Marketplace or something. Yeah, okay. you know? and then you have to have, not everybody lives in a hill area. Some people listen to us live in a prairie. So you would have to go to a mountainous area to get the steeper climbs on this. Right, thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, some people have neighborhoods that could do something like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah steeper climbs. Now, uh, are there any places, though, see, this is where I'm calling them out on this, because how do you get to the altitudes where you can barely breathe? By getting up there. Yeah, well, now Wyoming has and a the few sh- places And the Sherpas like there know what's going on. Oh, so. sure, absolutely, yeah. But they're suggesting you can get this done in your neighborhood. Oh, well. No. I would say that you would never reach that point of exertion. You can do a good workout, but you're never going to get to that point of exertion. No, it's 15,000 feet or right. just to like the second level. Now, on the other hand, if you have kids, instead of using them as Sherpas, they're that exhausting all the time anyway. But they're young, so they can go on for days. Yes, but you're exhausted because of the kids. <laughs> so my thought is, rather than doing the Mount Everest, of course, kid, that, that gets expensive. How much does it cost to go to Nepal and do Everest? Is I, a kid more expensive? Probably is. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and, but, and, and, and Nepal would be far less headaches. Sure, because uh, yeah, Mount Everest doesn't go to college and doesn't no, come back no, years later no, with no. its laundry and expecting you to do it for him, and Mount Everest doesn't come back like many years later asking to borrow a few thousand dollars. So I'm thinking the kids are more expensive. By far. But twice as exhausting. By far. 
National Football League playoffs uh, will, be, will be Philadelphia and Kansas City playing in the Super Bowl. In the AFC Championship, Kansas City beat Cincinnati 23-20 on a field goal with three seconds to go. That was set up by a late hit penalty by the Bengals' Joseph Osai, which was a boneheaded play. That flag uh, put the Chiefs in field goal range, and that was that. For Cincinnati, former Wyoming Cowboy and Gasper native Logan Wilson had six tackles from his middle linebacker spot, five of them solo. Quarterback Joe Burrow was sacked five times and threw two interceptions. Quarterback... Uh, for Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, 29 of 43 for 326 yards and two touchdown passes playing on a bad ankle. In the NFC Championship game, Philadelphia crushed San Francisco 31-7. Philly quarterback Jalen Hurts threw for 121 yards and ran for 39. The 49ers were running out of quarterbacks. Their top two guys were hurt during the regular season. Their number three guy, Brock Purdy, was hurt earlier in the early in the game on Sunday. His replacement, Josh Johnson, got hurt, and then Purdy had to get back in there to no avail. Former UW guy Marcus Epps had three tackles for the Eagles in their secondary. Former UW guy Tayshawn Gibson had two tackles for the 49ers in their secondary. Kansas City's in the Super Bowl for the third time in the last four years. The Eagles last played in the Super Bowl in 2018. Women's College Hoops, the Wyoming Cowgirls improved the 14-7 and overall, then 7-3 and in Mountain West Conference play with a 69-62 road win over Boise State on Saturday. The Cowgirls have been good on the road this year. Malene Peter Anderson led the way with 17 points, and Allison Furtick with 13. Wyoming had nine free throws in the game, nine. Boise State shot 22. Cowgirls outscored Boise 19-9 in the fourth quarter. They'll host San Jose State on Thursday. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will resume play tomorrow night in Laramie, hosting Fresno State. Pokes in the midst of just a brutal season with an overall record of 6-14 and and just one win in eight Mountain West Conference games. One of those losses was to Fresno State back in December. That's an 8 p.m. start tomorrow from Laramie. High school wrestling, the big round-down tournament rep up on Saturday in Riverton. Sheridan had four individual champions to win the team title. Kelly Walsh's Dylan Sorensen was the champion at 106 pounds as the Trojans placed 13th. The Trojans Noah Sides captured the 195 pound title as the Mustangs took seven. Cheyenne East had two guys take second. Liam Fox at 145 and then Trevor Eldridge at 195. So they took sixth. Central had one guy take second. That was Keegan Bartlett at 220 pounds and the Indians took 11th at this huge wrestling tournament over the weekend in free Mount County. That's it in sports. So I do think if you want the Mount Everest experience in Wyoming, it's not so hard because we definitely have the cold and the wind. Right. Which is just like it is way up on top of Mount Everest. Yeah, but think think of our mountains and then put another one on top. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can go to the Tetons and do that. Well, you? you're getting closer. Okay. Not Everest Yeah, close. you're never going to get to the altitude that Everest is up. But if you want to experience... Uh, you know, the kind of cold that'll peel your face off yeah. with the wind. Well, we got that. Yeah. We can hand you that. We, we, we don't have any Sherpas here. No, though. we don't. No. But I'm sure somebody will rent you their kids. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. Trying to get warmer. We just went from negative 20, finally got to negative 9 where I'm at. Ooh. Might get into the positive numbers sometime today. Maybe. That's the forecast anyway. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Premier Boat 